You are now, now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramel Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready. Ready, ready. Progressive Action is now live. Welcome back to the Progressive Action Radio Show. I'm your host, Tramel Thompson. I got my co-host with me, Jamel Wilson. What's going on, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on, cuz? You know, we, we here again. Know what I mean, they you know, they they tried some slick stuff last week, you know, tried to get the page deleted. Yeah. <laughs> Our Facebook page deleted. Um, you know, try to get me deleted off Facebook, but they ain't know that I had, you know, the, the website progressiveaction.info. That's right. In the it, works. In the works in our pocket, basically, you know? Yeah. They can't delete that. They can forget about that one, cuz. No, they can't. <laughs> they can dream on. They can dream all they want to. They can't delete it. Willie Rivera, Tommy McNally, or any of other Samuelson's goon squad. You can't delete it. We can't be beat. Yeah, and, and we found out who Stephen Chan was. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Markeith? Markeith from the executive board from yeah. the stations. Very weird guy, dude was hitting me up at like three in the morning asking me to call him. I said, look, man, with y'all Samuelson guys, we keeping everything on record. Whatever you gotta say, email it to me. Sending me a thousand message, um, um, direct messages on Facebook, three in the morning calling, what, what you look like? What I look like calling you? So you can see I threaten you? Get out of here, man. And at three in the morning, that's the wrong time to be doing that to another man, right? Yeah, I want you think I want to hear your three in the morning voice. Exactly. I want to hear your three in the morning voice. Exactly. Three in the uh, morning. And, I, and, I, and who I'm talking to, Marquis for Stephen Chan. Because if you're talking to Stephen Chan, that is one ugly mug, boy. <laughs> Ooh, goodness. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, and 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 that's sad that you got fake Facebook profiles coming from grown ass men trying to attack something that's good for the people. You know what I mean? Y'all really got to get y'all life together because it's just really sad. You got you got grown men making fake Facebook profiles, You, uh, not to mention union reps. You got union reps calling members trannies. You know what I'm saying? You got, um, and you know, they, there's no structure up there. And you also got union reps calling, um, coming up with face, fake face, fake. Facebook profiles named Ozzy Masters, yeah. slave master names. Yeah, and then you know, um, one thing Willie Rivera tried to do was say, "Oh, y'all trying to make fun of my disability? What disability do you have? Because I'm not—I don't know what you have." Right. I mean, we've—I <coughs> mean, we've never met. Like I told you on Facebook, Willie. So basically, I don't know what disability you're talking about. You know? Yeah. How could I be? How could I be making fun of you? You know? Yeah. I mean, he—he he just using that as an excuse. Because when those cameras get in his face. For him calling members trannies, we go see what's funny. We go see what's a game. And I just asked him, I said, look, only thing you got to do is just apologize. He ain't want to apologize. So his ego got in the way. You know what I'm saying? But that's going to be his problem. I mean, but, I mean, you know, they don't want to apologize. But basically, whenever you post something, you know, basically they want to say they'll be riding on Rogers' meat. You know what I'm saying? But it's like. You pause, cuz. Pause. pause. You ain't got to say that. Pause. I understand that, okay? I'm about to shut your mic off talking crazy. 
Or were you going to delete me down? <laughs> yeah, I'm get you. You're talking about pause, cuz. Yeah, pause that, man. Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, and like you said, they, they famous excuse, they go to excuses, Roger, 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 right. Roger. Roger, Roger, Roger. This is Samuelson, he's going to be here nine years by the time it's said and done with. That's right. It's, he's going to be here, he's already here for six. Six years, you're getting your master's degree. You know what I'm saying? Why y'all still blaming things on Roger? Roger didn't accept the two-tier um, two system. Roger didn't five years the top, well, six years with a question mark the top pay because that hasn't been figured out yet. Roger didn't allow layoffs. Roger didn't allow the <clears throat> massive um, bustles, subway cuts in history. Yeah, you, the, know? you know, swing rooms disappearing left and right. You know, that's not Roger's fault. That's Samuelson's fault. And I asked, you know, Willie Rivera, I said, well, just name one thing that you disagree with with Samuelson. He couldn't name anything. So he's biased. He does there for the free ride. He don't want to go back to his tools. But he may have to go back to his tools when those cameras get in his face. That's right. Because so I don't your- think they go stand next to him for him calling people tranny. Then he going to say, oh, it was, a, um, it, was, it was a typo. A typo that you did three times. Three times? Nah, nobody ain't go buy that. That's right. So get ready, buddy. Get ready to go back to Zariga. Get your uniform out because it's because it's going down. Yeah, you never know. And you, you know, family day next week. <laughs> the cameras <laughs> might be out. <laughs> I think they gotta I think they gotta get ready. But you know, we got a book this week in the mail, Transport Workers, the Bulletin. And you know, they had the um all the cel- like a few of the celebrations. And it was something that we spoke about on the show about, you know, Samuelson does not show up to black history events. Now, in this book on page 14 and 15, it says Union celebrates Black History Month. Samuelson is missing. Now, for Quill Connolly event, Samuelson is present in a lot of pictures, but he couldn't show up to the Black History Month. I would like for him to, to explain that to the members. I don't want to hear that um, it was a family emergency that your goldfish diet trick is not going to work today. You understand? And I'm starting to believe what people say say about you, about you not, you know, liking uh, folks of color. I'm starting to sway that way. And I don't want to hear that, oh, you know, I, I work with, and no, it's not by choice. And and, and as far as Harry Wells say, you use blacks to, um, you know, Relate to other blacks to go, oh, it's a lot of blacks over there, so you go do that. That's what Harry Wells said, right? Well, yeah, basically using basically using people of a minor, of you know blacks to Spanish or whatever to get votes from those different departments, votes that he know that he probably wouldn't be able to get himself. So that's why he uses them to get votes. So basically all you people are tokens for him. Yeah, and you know, Nick Bedell actually admitted that um, he did go to school with the realtor he went to Hunter College with the realtor on the cell at 195 Montague Street. Now, Nick, I want you to I want you to think logically, because I know you listen to the show. I need you to think logically. Um, we accepted thirty million dollars for two and a half floors. Your friend was the realtor on the deal. What do you expect people to think? You expect people to think that nothing wasn't. There wasn't anything shady going on because according to Harry Wells, Samuelson didn't want that, them two and a half floors. 
I'm I, I just want to know what convinced Samuelson to take those two and a half flaws. And for you to be the educational director, you sure have a lot of influence and pull because all that bike share stuff that's going on, the pedicabs, the city bikes coming under TWU, those your ideas. Those are your missions. Those not Samuelson missions. We could just look at him and tell that he don't like bikes. <laughs> that boy do not like bikes. <laughs> Baby, your Harley's. Yeah. <laughs> he go get on a Harley? <laughs> yes. No, fuck out of here. He get on a Harley. But the, the thing is this, look. This is, this is the thing. Nick Bedell has a lot more influence than what we think. More than more than being a uh, shop steward teacher or whatever else he do around there. And, um, you know, Nick Bedell probably going to help negotiate our contract. I'm not saying Nick Bedell is a bad guy, but Nick Bedell has a lot of influence in TWU, Local 100, and never worked for MTA a day in his life. Definitely, you know. So when I said that Nick, when I said Nick Bedell was Samuelson's Carl Rowe, that's what Carl Rowe was the Bush. It's exactly what's going on. Of course. You know what I mean? So Nick Bedell, I'm counting on you to get that good contract because I know when you told us during the shop steward class that Samuelson is going for the money, I think you really meant Nick Bedell is going for the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Nick. Bring it on home, baby. That's right. You can get Steve to help you out because I know Steve's going to help you out. And basically make sure that – Make sure that we don't get, you know, make sure we don't bring home part-time bus operators, <laughs> you know? I mean, we might. We got a part-time uh, union president. Yeah. Yeah. But who we got here today? Well, well I got a couple of more things I want to say before we bring on our guests. Um, you know, no, another thing is, uh, I don't, you know, Willie Rivera and them and other people will probably say that we always talk, that we always bring race into things. But I don't always bring race into things, and I don't always bring jokes and some other semantics into things. I like, you know, basically I posted um, policy, things in the contract. I posted the um, the provision that was there, basically that spoke about the, um, where the MTA was, it was agreed upon where the MTA would hire more TA civil service bus operators than OA non-civil service bus operators, that the, the, that ratio was supposed to have been st stuck to and adhered to. But of course, we'll see it, that's, we'll see it that's happening. And then also, I posted um, the um, language about the longevity pay. I also post, and I also posted language about uh, our current, you know, about the agreements period, the history of the agreements, about how they used to be every two years, dating, uh, predating 1985, okay? But uh, also another thing is, this is another little piece of history that I want to talk about that's in the union bulletin on page 36 and page 37. If you have it, turn to it, because it talks about automation, automated trains, basically opto. It's an article basically in a nutshell to where the Transit Authority, that's right, the Transit Authority and not the MTA because we're talking about the mid-50s right after the Transit Authority was created, okay? The city of New York ran, the, ran transit. So basically, the Transit Authority back then had the notion and they had the idea of automated trains. Now, I shook my head because how in the hell they pulled something like that off on that old equipment back in those days, I would love to know. But anyway, of course, Michael Quill, Michael J. Quill was the head of the union at the time. 
So basically he called them the headless horsemen. And basically he said he wanted to, if you take my modem and my conductor off the trains, that would be a strike issue, okay? So basically what ended up happening was they negotiated back and forth and he ended up agreeing to the motorman being on the train with the train being automated. So the Grand Central um, shuttle ran that way for two years and then there was a big fire in Times Square as a result of the, as a result, it was an electrical fire and in Times Square that was a six alarm fire. And I even looked it up online and Googled it and that was a big fire back in those days, you know, in 1964. Matter of fact, April 21st of 1964 to be exact. So, but the reason why this article caught my eye out of everything, out of a lot of other things in the Union, uh, you know, magazine is because this automation thing is basically something that has always been thought of. It's always, you know, but basically it's just, it's just never been the right time and they never had the money for it. So basically people, this is something that we always need to basically say, you know, that our union and us as the rank and file needs to pay attention to and always, and always stay on top of because if they could have this whole system automated, they would, and we all would be out of a job. So this is the reason why Tremell and myself come with this show because we, again, we come with facts, we come with information, and we basically try to pump the membership up to basically get out there and basically try to get involved because it's real out here dealing with the MTA. This is real out here dealing with this governor that's in office now. This is real. I don't want everybody to think that everything is hunky-dory, just coming back and forth, getting a paycheck and going home. You have to know what's going on and we have to get involved, okay? For this contract fight coming up again, they talk about how, yeah, we're gonna try to stick to the deadline. Well, I wanna see that happen. And matter of fact, progressive action is gonna hold the union and the officials accountable to that because basically we're not gonna take, we're not gonna stand by and allow stall tactics again like the first time because you did stall, buddy. Y'all did stall, okay? Harry Wills wasn't bullshitting about that meeting at, at Samuelson's house, okay? Bottom line. So that's what I mean by say, basically have been bullshitting the members all these years thinking that, okay, yeah, the MTA wanted to do this, they wanted to do that, but basically y'all were running and not being true trade unionists and going up there and fighting the way you're supposed to to get the members a good contract instead worrying about being elected to an office and sitting back getting fat off the money. Progressive Action is going to see to it, and I promise you that, Progressive action is going to see to it that that does not happen anymore. And we're going to hold you accountable and make sure you bring home to Local 100 a fair and just contract when the deadline ends. Because a deadline is a deadline. And that has been the rich history that this union has always enjoyed for, the, for its past 80 years. Okay. So now that that's over, I'm going to announce our guest. Hold on, hold on. Shout out to Jamel for sticking out his chest for the first time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he finally stuck out his chest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so, it's about so, fucking time. Like, what, what took you so long? We only like 15 shows in. <laughs> what the hell took you so long? Well, listen, man. So you got to get, of course, we're all passionate about some things, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but goddamn, 15 shows later? 15, well, come on, man. <laughs> 15 shows later, this guy. All right, introduce the guest. All man. right, so anyway, we got... Uh, we have back to progressive action, Mr. Anthony Staley, and we also have our latest, newest guest, 
Mr. Sylvester Brown, <laughs> a bus operator from TA Surface. Both these gentlemen are here to tell their stories tonight and what's been going down. So first, we want to start with Mr. Sylvester Brown. Mr. Brown, please introduce yourself or tell everybody who you are and how long you've been with the system, please. Okay, um, my name is um, Sylvester Brown. Uh, I'm a TA bus operator out of Grand Avenue. Uh, currently, I'm out right now due to uh, anxiety, stress disorder, um, due to uh, from, due to harassment from my supervisor. I wish, um, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, actually. Um, our, work, uh, our work atmosphere should not be hostile before we go out in the streets. Um, sure, we can, you know, we're gonna go through, go through things on the job, and um, if, it's, if it's a customer, we can just call a cop, we can do a lot of things. But when it's your immediate supervisor, you're stuck with it. And, um, so, so basically, you, you was harassed by management. Yes. Okay. And um, that was a court decision. That was the court decision. Yes. Okay. So, what, what, what did you do that made them want to target you like that? Excuse me. What, what happened to make them want to target you? Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't. I really don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the next man's character is. I can't judge him, but you know, like anything, if you want to start something or you want to do something, you know, I'd rather just report it. You know, yeah. Listen, this person is talking to me this type of way, and and uh, I just wish to work. Yeah. But this supervisor wasn't even on duty. And what supervisor this was? You care to say his name? Mm, not yet. All right. <laughs> Some other things got to be done first. All right, all right. And this is a dispatcher, a regular dispatcher, or That's a super dispatcher? Okay. And uh, I have other things I'm looking into. Um, currently, right now, I'm a section seventy-one. Um, I even was offered to come back, and now I only. But my post is up. And my chairman, Willie Rivera, is stating that I'm threatening New York City transit employees. So your own union rep went against you? That dude. No, that's, that's a yes or no. That dude did. Willie Rivera, your own union rep, went against you. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a piece of, you know what? That's what I just stutter. I don't stutter. But that's what they talk about. He has a stuttering problem. But it seems like he only stutters when he lies. <laughs> so, 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 oh, that's the disability he said he got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Willie, that's how we found out, brother, because like I said, we never met. So, yeah. And listen, when <laughs> you probably think that when Jamel stutters that he's mocking you. Jamel stutters. So don't think that we're making fun of your disability, buddy. You I know what I mean? I don't even know the last time I studied. Talking about him, I studied. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even like. I, I would say like I like I think I would stutter when like when I'm heated trying to get a point across. Yeah. You know, that's a you know. But other than that, you know, that's not a disability though. Yeah, stuttering. See, he's total talking to the mic, bro. He's total politician. <clears throat> he don't have that humanity type thing. 
when, when you got somebody you representing that is being harassed where they are shaking visibly, you have to do something, uh, get them out of that environment. They sent me, my doctor sent me back to work over 30 times. And you keep pulling me off the bus, I'm like, let me tell you when I'm not doing well. Let me tell you what my problems are. Don't invent nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm the only person who was taken off the bus by ambulance and I have no IOD package. You have to fill out a report. They have no report of it. They just said, I pulled sick, get the F out of here. But meanwhile, New York City Transit picked me up out of Brooklyn Hospital to fill out the report. I mean, it's, just, it's a lot. It's, it's, I don't even know where to start because this thing started in 2011. Yeah. And I'm still going through it in 2016. So right now, are you still an MTA employee? Basically, I'm, yeah, this, this, this Section 71, I'm still being paid by transit. Okay. Um, but I feel like I'm ready. I want to take the invite, but now I'm not even able to ride the train or bus because of this poster. I want to get on, get on your bus at train and you happen to see me see your brown. Um, Willie Rivera and everybody saying that you were threatening your city transit employees. All right, but this 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 what I need to understand about that. Who put out the poster? Was it because my, my as far as I'm concerned, if TA put that out, you wouldn't be getting no check from them. Okay, I'm. I first got noticed. Um, co-worker from Grand Avenue, Yo Brown. What did you do? I said, what are you talking about? I said, your posters up all over here that you can't come around this place. And like, wait a minute, I know nothing about that. You got a copy of that poster? Huh? You have a copy of that poster? No, in my phone. I, I put it on Facebook. Even because that could have that could have been that could have Norman Rosenfeld. He even does it. So. Yeah, I'm saying that could have been anybody that put that up, and you believed it. But anybody could put it up. But when it's Willie Rivera putting it up on his Facebook page and saying this is what happened when you threatened New York City Transit employees, that's not anybody. That's the chairman who told me he's not going to represent me no matter what I do. Yeah, but that's the same chairman that like to call people trannies also. So he's not reputable. You know okay, what I'm saying? But if you put up a post in New York City Transit, they have to contact you. At least give me a hearing. Remember, you're reporting a crime. We're the first responders. I take that serious. Mm -hmm. if, I see, if I see your face and you're saying that you're threatening, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call police as the poster says. And some don't sound right with that, um, with that, with that story about them putting up posters and, and I, I think it's just they propaganda. I don't think it's legit. Okay, but if I contact New York City Transit, I, caught, I contacted Daryl Ira, even at a special investigator. The special investigator asked me to send it to him. I sent it to him. I got no reply. Because he probably looked at it as a joke. Excuse me? He probably looked at it as if it was a joke. Because it would have to, uh, uh, a poster like that would have to come from management, not union. Okay, so if it's from management. But, but you're not sure. It, I'm not sure because I'm not walking into these places. I, I barely get on this bus and train. Yeah, but I understand. But if somebody put up a poster of me saying that I can't do anything, I need to know who did it and exactly. why. And the, and the first place I'm checking is management, not the union. But how do, okay, but how do you call it, man? It's like, 
If I don't supposed to be this place, I'm not going to call that place. First of all, they should have sent you a letter to your house to say yes. that you wasn't supposed yes. to be on, on MTA property. Right. Did you get that? No. All right. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah. everything, that's null and void. They, they played with you. Okay, but you're playing with somebody who has anxiety stress disorder caused by his supervisor. All right. Now, that with, they, with them doing that, it, it helps your case. You know what I mean? Because I would actually want go on the property if I was you. I, I am not getting locked up. <laughs> yeah, but you want to know what? That's how you, you would have to do that because it's not legit. You, Transit would have sent you a letter and said you are not allowed to be on a property. Bottom line. Bottom line. They would have sent you a letter, and then they posters would have went up saying, if you see this individual, call the police immediately. And matter of fact, it even sounds like you could probably get an attorney in on this because that's false. You can't do something. They can't do nothing false like that, saying it, putting out slandering, you know, saying, you know, to your character and not even just to your character, but a false accusation, a false serious accusation saying that you can't be on the property. You know, because that's just like Darius McCollum, the guy for 30 something years that's been stealing the, the trains and buses and whatnot in the different systems, okay? That's legit. The authority put that out there. The cops know about that. He can't, co- he, he can't be seen on no properties. But you, on the other hand, the authority never sent you no letter and the authority didn't put that out there. You know, Transit didn't put that out there that you can't be on any property. So I'm saying to myself, I mean, do you have your pass? Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. You got your pass? Yes, I now, asked plenty of times. No, do you, you have your pass? Do you yes have no? your pass? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, let me tell you oh, something. So if, if let me you tell you something. Pass. Yeah, let me tell you something. Your pass is like the key. Right. Somebody ain't going to kick you out the house and still let you have the keys to get into the house. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So they made that up. You seriously need to get an attorney and look into that because that just sounds so false. And they probably sitting back laughing. We put up these fake posters and and – and kept him away, and because they probably played on your character. Yeah, I'm only, see, and, 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 I don't and, like to just work. I don't want to peaceful. I don't do all that arguing and all that stuff. It ain't like somebody gonna kick my ass. Look at the size of me. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you're taking you're you're taking a toll of my financial situation. I mean, I'm I'm used to nice things. Even with transit, I'm not comfortable. But I have to do outside things. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think, I think that you know what? I think that you just need to go down to the union hall, get your lawyer, and find out, get some answers. Because to me, it's it's not legit what they did. And Willie Rivera could probably even basically be brought up on charges. He can be brought. He can be brought up on charges. Speaking to the mic, Staley. Speaking to the mic. You've been here too many times, bro. Okay, fellas. (laughs) I didn't didn't know, but my my advice to you would be number one. Uh, I can assist you in help you, helping you contact uh, the head of security for transit. They wouldn't know if that notice was put on or not. They wouldn't know that. And, and after, after I do that, I, I'll, I'll help you with that tomorrow. Give them a call, find out if that was a, a, a poster put out by transit. If not, then what I suggest you do, get a lawyer and also draft charges and present to the union to have uh, Willie Rivera removed. Now, let me ask you a question, Sylvester. Where was the first place you seen that poster? Uh, it was sent to me um, from co-workers at Grand Avenue Depot. Okay. All right. And, and did um, they say who? Did they say who put it up? No, they didn't say who put it up. And um, later on, 
Speaking to the mic, bro. Speaking to the mic. Yeah. Later on, uh, do want to, you know, Willie Rivera's rants, you know, I wrote something and put up a document, and he, you know, that's when he put up that document and said, this is what happens when you, you, you threaten your city transit employees. It's not legit. These guys, first of all, yeah, they, first they, of they, all, they, let me tell you something. He's putting out business that he shouldn't be putting out. This is second time doing that. He threatened and tried to say that I was, I was, um, what he say? A tranny. Um, no. <laughs> Besides that. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "He said um, I'm being investigated." Yeah, he said. He, yeah, said, he right. said, "He said I'm being investigated." Which yeah. is so, false. so, so when he's threatened, he always resort to some type of management tactic. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you being uh, investigated by who? You? Right. And meanwhile, he's TA surface, and you are TO. Yeah. Two totally different worlds. <laughs> two sides of two different sides of the pole. Right. See, you know what I'm saying? See, that's that goes to show you. The mentality within our union. See, when they can't get their way, they 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 result to bullying, intimidating tactics. The same as man, the types that management use because they're not educating on how to protect the members. They know how to bully, intimidate the members like management does. So That's if you're exactly uneducated, you yeah, if you're not <laughs> educated in how to be a union rep or how to represent people then, you know, you're not going to represent people well. No, you're right. And that's one of the tactics that all, and I know they all go to, is when they figure they can't get you to listen to their way or understand what they're trying to say, then they'll try to play like you're the problem instead of the problem is them. You never read a book. You never educated yourself on doing this here work. And every time you r run into a bump in the road, guess what? You're trying to blame it on somebody else instead of looking at yourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's up with this guy? <laughs> this guy, this guy's off the hook, man. Listen, I this is I don't think this is a joke. This is very serious here about what he's saying because they just didn't. Uh, destroyed this man financially they also destroyed his reputation yeah and they should be held accountable and pay for this and, and psychologically yeah they, they, this is this is not a joke to me see this is the type of joke if it was me okay we getting out here <laughs> somebody is going to catch some stitches uh, one way or another because no because this is not no joke here you That's sit around and laugh and think it's you know like no no you playing with people's livelihoods people other, other than the person you're looking at and that you're messing with, behind him is his, is his family. Yeah. And he got to take care of the family. And you're going to go and play these childish games like we in junior high school. Well, in junior high school when you did this and people got tired of you, got your ass kicked. Yeah. Same way. So now at 40, 50, you still can get your yeah, ass exactly. kicked playing the same games from junior high school. And, and then what's crazy is that when you, do, when you do something to them, just like what I did, what's that, McNally? Now he, you know, he's running his mouth, attacking me, you know. And but as, as soon as a little research come back, and it showed that his wife was helping school school kids cheat cheat on their exams, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When when that information came back, he gonna say, "Oh, now you trying to come after my wife?" No, the Daily News came after your wife. I just happened to find the article. You know what I'm saying? Like like this is this is the this is what's going on down there. You know what I'm saying? Like. Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. I know it's, they got so desperate with me, they just had to say I'm up under investigation. Because trust me, they did their research, and everything came back squeaky clean. And like I said, 
I handled my situation with NYPD and I won that. You understand? This union stuff is I'm this is I'm playing, I'm having fun. This is fun to me. Y'all like y'all really not no threat. But you know, Willie playing that game, he has shown me that he wants to be a threat. And I have to handle him accordingly. That's just how it's gonna work with him. And I'm I'm letting you know that, Willie. No, I mean, I'm not going to let you slide with that. I just tried to get an um, apology out of you. Your ego got in the way. Then you tried to use all these excuses, typo, trying to make fun of my disability. I don't want to hear none of that, brother. And I hope and I hope you feel good about yourself, Willie, because you're doing this in the name of Samuelson. Yeah. Okay? Sam, but this is the funny thing. Samuelson is going to distance himself from Willie. That's right. And then the snake that Willie is, Willie go tell the kind of person Samuelson really is. It's going to be like Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> and 195 Monument Street. And 195 Monument Street. <laughs> and the, the two and a half floors. <laughs> That's what we're going to start calling. Right. Stand United, a.k.a. Real Housewives. Real Housewives. <laughs> Real Housewives of Montague Street. Exactly. <laughs> On two and a half floors. Y'all go sit here and play with this man, Sylvester. Put up. Staley, I really need you. We need to get to the end of this. Find out about that poster for yeah, me tomorrow, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. And, and, and it's, a, it's a coward move, too. Because first thing, as a union rep, you can't pick and choose the people you represent. You got to represent everybody if, if you're the rep for your department or whatever, or a title or whatever. You can't pick and choose. Whether you like them or not, you still got to do, do the job. You still got to do the job. And I, f- I feel these fake people that run around and say, well, I don't want to do his job because I don't like him. I don't want to do his case because I don't like him. I think that's childish, immature, and you shouldn't be where you're at. Right. Because, number one, to be a good rep in the first place, you got to have a compassion to save people, to help people. That's number one, to be a good rep. You got to honestly feel it. That you need that that you're willing to help people, and if you don't have that, you're not going to be a good rep at all. And then when you're not a good rep, you'll do the childish stuff this guy is doing right here. Yeah, and only thing they repping is their salaries. Yeah, that's, that's all only, they're doing. That's all they care about. But they're so used to this. This has been ongoing in this union for a very long time. And like any bad culture, if you want to try to get rid of it, it's going to take a fight. Okay, and the thing about it, if we're fight, they're using our own money to fight against uh, us, yeah. the members, and that's the worst part of it. They got unlimited resources by by the by our dues that we get that we pay. Yeah, let me ask you something, Sylvester, because every time you write this, I just have to laugh. I need you to speak into the mic for this one. <laughs> Why do you call them the Klansmanship? <laughs> speak into the mic, bro. Speak into the mic, please. It's like please. a bunch of Bunch of misfits. Speaking to, hold on, hold on. Okay, it's, yeah. it's like a bunch of misfits. Uh-huh. Um, at first, it was more like like a, a racist type behavior, mm. like boys, and, and you know, a lot of names. Yeah, boys. yeah, a lot of that. I see and that. And then, you know, then you had these guys who sit on African union boards and stuff, calling themselves, hi, I'm Donnie, uh, what's his name? Yates, well, Donald Yates. Donald Yates calling himself Ozzy Massa, the slave owner. <laughs> so I'm like, is that another Elliot? That? That's another Elliot. Oh my God! That <laughs> for for, the, for those that don't know, <laughs> that that is very insulting. It's very insulting to even use that name. is very insulting because basically, him he calling himself representing y'all. 
and he's looking down upon y'all with this type of attitude. That is bl- a blatant shame. He well, should be removed. What? Garbage like that shouldn't be a, a, allowed to, to even be on the property because he's stating directly to you how he feel about you. Yeah. And, and Donald Yates is a cold-blooded liar. He gonna sit here and tell Jamel he has a gag order. He can't come on the show. <laughs> yeah, he got a gag order, all right. Yeah, you got a gag order, all right. I mean, these guys is cold-blooded liars. They 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 like prostitutes. They selling they they selling themselves up there. They man. selling themselves. That's right. They're selling themselves just to be in a position. In a position for what? I tell you this, out of everybody up there, believe it or not, I respect Nick Bedell. Cause even though he has his own agenda, he's getting it done. Yeah. Nick Bedell getting getting it done. I mean, even though I feel he dropped the ball and getting you know the Uber drivers, you know, you want some bikes? No, nobody want no bikes, Nick. <laughs> you want to shut down the city? You get the drivers. And uh, I just saw a thing recently uh, about the Uber drivers are willing to unionize. They didn't say or pick the union yet, but I just saw an article in the paper about them wanting to uh, unionize no i think the machinist um union got them but they Nick, got them yeah oh, okay. i think nick bedell tried to say oh they had the inside how the hell they had an inside how how the hell they had an inside I, I don't believe that maybe if they had a uber bikes nick bedell be very interested in that <laughs> uber <laughs> bikes you know what i'm saying oh, but you know speaking of newspaper articles the reason I, I asked Staley to come up to the show is because Staley had told me about garbage bags making people sick. And it just happened that this article just pops up in the newspaper last week talking about MTA workers getting sick. Staley, tell us about that, man. Yeah, there were, there's been a, uh, a situation when a lot of cleaners have been getting sick from bags that, uh, that we've recently been getting from a vendor. They claim it's supposed to be a new vendor that they've been using, but the bottom line is that the bags, once you, once you open them, has been getting, uh, uh, the cleaners have been getting sick. A lot of them been getting nauseous, headaches, you know, vomiting, you know, uh, weakness and so forth, including myself. Um, when, it, when this incident first happened, we reported it to the union. The union just took it like, okay, all right, there's an issue with bags. Never once did they come out and try to get them a, a sample of the bags to be tested or anything. They just said, oh, okay. And this is the attitude that I'm saying, especially when it comes to the, uh, the cleaners. You know, it's this lackadaisical ad- attitude, whereas as though we're not important. But anyway, more and more became sick, and as it, as it got back to management, there was a thing where um, they started coming around confiscating these bags. But in the meantime, those of us that got sick, we just wanted to know what is on the bags, okay? Are we going to have any type type of long-term illnesses from this or what? Just let us know. And steadily, they've been refusing to uh, uh, to answer that. All they claim is, is that, oh, we sent the bags out to be tested and yet we didn't get anything. Uh, uh, there was a, a letter from uh, management that said, um, oh, we had a bag te- tested by an industrial hygienist, and they came back negative. So you're telling me, basically, that we're getting sick just because we opened up a bag, I mean, a box of bags? Really? You know, that, and, and the thing about it is, the union allowed 
management to test the bags first. They never got it first themselves. When they should have came out and done it themselves as well to see if the testing compares to theirs or not. They just let management took the took the lead in it and accepted management explanation of the bags not being anything being wrong with these bags. So 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 the bags is being tested by who now? Well, as um, as well, what the last I heard that at a union meeting, they said two of the bags went to the State Department of Health to be tested. The union said they gave two bags to the State Department of Health. Okay. And and um, from what I'm understanding, they're claiming that they're still waiting for results. I don't think it takes that long, but the next union meeting, that's an issue that's going to be brought up because by then. Um, uh, the the results should they should have res- results from man that. they probably put a piece of that bag in a fucking uh, in a in a in a in a tank with rats. <laughs> See the the ranks pa- the rats passed out or something yeah. because <laughs> how would they test it? You know what I'm saying? But but like you said, what's very important is that they look at cleaners as the bottom of the totem pole, probably next to traffic checkers. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah. And 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 they just don't care. And then the thing about it is that there was a, a news reporter that came to the union hall. And um, they were basically, from what I understand, and I, I really don't know how the reporter got my name, but the reporter came to the union hall asking for me. And uh, both uh, Derek Echeverria and Joe Bermudez told this guy that I was unavailable. So they get basically the story that was in the paper was basically their idea or they spin on the story about the situation with the bag. My thing is this, is how can you be so forthcoming, forthcoming with information on an issue that you didn't respond to when it first happened? You know, you didn't put anything, you didn't send for anything or, or got, copy, uh, got bags yourselves. For the, the, peop- for the people who, who don't know, who's Echeverria and um, Bermudez? Uh, uh, Derek is uh, is the vice president for the station's department, and Bermudez is the division chair. Okay, and they knew about the situation before it even hit the paper. Yeah, they knew about it before it hit the paper. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And and what they're trying to say, when okay, from the notice that was put out by management, basically the notice saying it, it basically lets management off the hook as far as them being responsible for the bags at first. Most of the cleaners and everything were were, um, were using their sick time. Now I don't know how many might have been uh, got that that's might have been changed over and been paid, uh, uh, been paid as being comp. But I know there's cleaners out there that didn't get paid and they had to use their sick time, which is wrong, because it, this is something that happened on the job. Yeah. So it should be viewed as comp, but your union is sitting back and and just letting management lead the way on this. I, I just think that's incompetent. So what, what kind of resolution do you want for this issue? Well, first thing, uh, I want to find out what was on the bag. The most important thing, I want to find out what was on these bags. Yeah. That's made us sick. If it made us sick, then is it going to make us sick further down the road? Okay. Okay, that's number one. Then number two, I think the, uh, uh, the union should be held accountable for, uh, for their lack of response to what happened, okay? Their lack of response and not doing their job. These guys is getting paid to, jo- paid to do a job. They're getting paid these members money. And they should respond to, to the, uh, to the, on the members' behalf 
in the, in the manner in which a union should, should um, uh, respond to a member getting injured on the job. So you specifically speaking about Echevera and uh, Bermudez? Yes. Yes, they're 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 um they're the um they run the state stations department. We're part of the stations department, like any other. And matter of fact, there are a few um stations agents that I know on a certain line on the J line, matter of fact, in Brooklyn that also had got sick from the bags, but they didn't know what was the reason why they were getting sick. And from what I understand, uh, one of the agents I spoke to, they're starting to tie it to the fact that these bags that they were having. How many people, um, how many people you think uh, got sick? My last count was something like 91 at that time. Oh, I right. was like 91. And how many people in the stations department? Well, uh, there's a, there's 1800 cleaners, but there, but remember you got mobile wash that probably have a few, maybe close to 100, 150 or so. And over over there, then you got your regular stations, and then you got different sections within the department. That, but we all handle the same bags, though. Yeah, I think that they should send the whole department to the Mac Center. I mean, not even the Mac, a, a real, a real doctors. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the Mac Center not capable of, um, you know, really testing, especially people who who had any symptoms. I'm interested to know what was on those bags, also. Yeah, because I just uh, um, last week, well, um, yeah, last week I had went to the uh, doctor. I had an MRI done on my brain, actually, because, like I said, I'm having these headaches, you know, at times. Yeah. And I, I definitely want to find out what what's, you know, if it has anything to do with that, did it did any damage or whatever from, you know, and I'm, I'm telling you, and I was in an enclosed uh, office which had very little ventilation at the time. As soon as my coworker opened that box and they were like, my back was turned to them, but that smell hit me yeah. and I got dizzy. The first thing I said, get, get the hell out of this room. And that's what I did. And I didn't go back into the room at that, but it was just enough to make me sick yeah. that I said, let me get outside and get some air. And I, and I worked through the day, you know, but still I had that, I had the headache. Did any wet workers get sick? No, well, they were on that. They are they outside of the office. We got a main office where we do the paperwork and everything at. Okay. So that's where the box was open at. Wet workers have a bigger outside space where they sit at. Oh, okay. Okay, but they but they they did uh, complain about the smell of these bags though. Okay. Okay. So um, and there was also a delivery to that station, uh, uh, to the station uh, cleaners, in their supply room and. They delivered the bags there, and the smell of the bags has started coming up out of the supply room to the point that we was smelling it from the point from the time you opened the door to go into the quarters. Yeah, you start smelling it then. And at the time, there was a superintendent there, and we said to him, "I said, smell in smell it." Some some people was comparing it to uh, like like kerosene or something like that, and I would say, "No, it smells similar to." Just what them boxes were, but it was just a heavier smell now because it was a lot more boxes, you yeah. know. Do you know if anybody, any other city agencies use these same bags? Yeah, they, they said parks were one of the agencies that I heard that uh, uh, used these bags. From what I understand, this vendor was steered to, uh, uh, to certain agencies 
they were supposed to be in uh, uh, some donor uh, to uh, uh, Balazi, the, the, the mayor's campaign or something, and they were supposed to have, and matter of the, the, what I've read on the issue was, this vendor actually lost the bidding on, on, to get the contract to do it, but somehow they ended up with it for some reason. And, and that's why, matter of fact, we, we also have been talking about discussions about uh, uh, doing a, a class action against a vendor because uh, of, of this issue here. Yeah, that, that's real serious, man. What do you think about that, cuz? Yeah, it is, it's deep because I happen to work with those, um, with those same, you know, with the same bags, and I'm sure that it's used all over the system, but... Um, I don't, I don't ever feel, you know, I, I don't ever feel any of the symptoms, yeah. you know, but basically uh, it's amazing how, because I, I do know that the authority did switch vendors for the bags, and I could tell but by the way the bags are packed inside of the boxes when we get them from the storeroom, you know. Now, the new vendor, well, I don't know if it's brand new, a brand new vendor, but uh, the, bo- the, the vendor that they're using now, I believe is a vendor that they were using in the past because I, again I can tell by the way that they're packed in the boxes and I like how it's packed in the boxes now but these are the bags here now that are making cleaners sick you know so I'm wondering do the different departments because you know supply and logistics is the same all throughout the system but just out of curiosity I'd like to know are we all using the same bags in the different departments you know uh, I get uh, that's a good question. Yeah, what you think, Saley? Um, from when I, I don't, I, I, I don't think so. But then again, I can find that out because I have somebody within uh, supply logistics that uh, know uh, about that issue about the bags and so forth. Um, recently, there was something posted on Progressive Action of a, of a skid of these bags with a sign on them saying these are the bags that are making people sick, do not use them. Yeah. But, and it was supposed to come from a Bronx warehouse. It was posted, I was trying to pull it up again because I want to do a snapshot of it, uh, of it that, that these bags are, you know, are, are, even though it's a sign saying that, you know, don't, don't put them in the circulation on them, but the bag, yeah, there are still, still some of them bags here. So what's the deal with the bags now? Are y'all still using them? Well, no. Well, no. We we they've changed the bags. The union claimed that they fired fired the vendor. Um, my thing is this: um, in the beginning, when they kept when they were in denial about it, they started coming through the system and taking the, and just taking the bags. Not one time while they assisting management taking and removing bags from off the did the union take the time out to say, "Let me test these bags." I got eighteen. 1,800 cleaners that you're responsible for, and you're just gonna not, uh, not going to address the issue? Really? And you're going calling yourself representing the stations department, the members in the stations department, these people that pay you their dues, you don't, you don't even care about their safety? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's crazy how they look at the cleaners in the system. They just don't care. Yeah, and and that's and that's another thing that 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 uh, gets me about that because we call ourselves being in a union, and we got it's bad enough that on the job we divide ourselves because of titles, like we 
you know, like we're so much more important because of our titles when we all in the same union. And there's, a, like I tell a lot of people, there's no good worker, no bad workers checks here. We all get paid. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be the goodest worker in the world, and the first time you make a mistake, you get banged like any other worker. Oh, yeah, bad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But we have a tendency to figure that because of our titles, we are better than each other. And that's where I have a problem when it comes to us because there's a lot of entities that uh, uh, would help or poss probably, possibly can step in and help, but a lot of them uh, use, that, use that fact that they know we're not united as a people, as a, uni as, as a right. union. And, and a lot of people just won't step in because of that. You could be, you, you, you could be the, you, you, could, you could fight for whatever you want, right? And uh, you could be successful at achieving that for yourself, but your coworkers won't get it due to the fact that they say uh, that you, you can't, you're not, if you could bring the masses to the table, like the, 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 logo, the same slogan that the Golden State Warriors are using right now, strength in numbers. Yeah. That's, what the, that's the attitude that we have to have. To have. Yeah, I mean, we do. Getting us to actually come together is a whole nother thing. You know, that, that's, our biggest, that's our biggest obstacle here yeah. is getting us to be – everybody don't have to get along. We not go all have the same um, philosophy. But we must come together for at least one thing. Yes, exactly. One thing. You know, people don't care. People not voting. It's like 6,000 um, um, members who can't vote in bad standing. and But the, the vote turnout is poor. But I'm telling you, the biggest uproar that we had was when MCU said that they was paying the members on Thursday. People was looking for their money. I have never seen. And I, I like, it's crazy. I call it Black Facebook. The black Facebook MTA members went crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went crazy. And I'm yeah. like, this is what it take for y'all to yeah. pay attention? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. like, even though sometimes I know it would have been bad, but if that Friedrich's case would have went through, I would have loved to see what, what people would have done. I think, honestly, um, TWU members would have stopped paying the union. But, <clears throat> and, and this is the point, I'm, and I'm glad you said that because this is the point I wanted to make. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, it's, it's good to have a union. It's better than to have no union. But the way our union is being ran at this point is not, is not like having a union in the first place. And they're still taking your money because you still don't get the representation you need when you go for disciplinary hearings. You know, they don't, step, they don't do the diligent work that's needed to be done to, to protect the members and let management see that they are formidable force. Management don't see that. When, when a supervisor could say to you, when you say, well, uh, I'm going to go call the union and find out, and they turn around and say, so what? You're, you're, that's, that's showing you the respect that they have for you. Yeah. See, man, I, could give, I could say this one thing about management. Management respect the name, TWU Local 100. They don't respect the people that are in there. No, right. and I, to I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I agree they with you on that one. They don't respect the people and, that are in there. And like you said, you you like you got guys in the union that's saying that members is under investigation. You know what I'm saying? And, and what's bad about that is that who's to say that he's not sick in management on members? Well, you know what? The, no, no. <laughs> Let me just say this. 
that type of philosophy been in this union since certain people brought it into the union because I'm gonna tell you what sent me uh, to the road. Uh, and, uh, and, and, I, and I can, I don't care what any story that anybody tell you, I can prove it or whatever, but what sent me to the road, I was asked to write a G2 against a conductor that had a fight in a, in a, in a, in a union office, right? And uh, I, I, I felt the conductor was right for what he did. And there was always, at that time, we always were having little skirmishes in the union hall or whatever. I mean, we had skirmishes when the police showed up at the union hall, got called. And when the police got there and they said, okay, this is a union matter, and they didn't arrest anybody. They just said, okay, let them work it out, and they'd leave, you know? So on, in, on, in this situation here, this individual, I was asked to write a G2. Now, mind you, I keep telling everybody, when it comes to union. No, hold on. You had to write a G2 in the yeah. fuck. Yeah, and I'm, getting ready to, and I'm getting to tell you about that issue. I had an issue with the fact of writing a G2. How are you writing a G2 for your union? G2s are management correspondence sheets. Yeah. Okay, so how are you, how the hell are you asking a union member to write a G2 against another union member? Do you know that paperwork could turn around and come back to haunt you because management get a hold of it, they could turn around and start pushing these charges now. No, but what I'm saying, all right, they asked for a G2, who, who is they submitting it to? They, and, and the worst thing, they were submitting it to management. So, who was the superintendent of the union? <laughs> <laughs> they were submitting, and the That's thing crazy. about it is they act like they were scaring me by putting me on a countdown. They said, uh, uh, Staley, uh, we're uh, going to come back at 3 o'clock in the afternoon if you don't have a G2, you know, you know, well, uh, we're going to send you back to your tools. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, it was about 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. You can send my ass back right now because I'm not writing a G2 against another member. Now, as a union, we're supposed to be able to discipline ourselves with internally. Yeah. We're not part of management. But how do you discipline a, a regular member? Oh, oh, well, you bring your member up on charges and bring them before the e-board and let them say whatever it is. That's how you discipline a union um, uh, Yeah, but what happens? Fellow union worker. They find him guilty, then what happens? If they find him guilty, whatever they see was his appropriate uh, uh, penalty for what that he did. What, put him in bad standing? No, yeah. they don't put him in bad standing. They could just do various things. You like can't go they, to family day. <laughs> you can't go to Quill Connolly day. <laughs> no, well. Well, they, I wonder, did somebody bring Samuelson on charges then? Yeah, right. Because he, ain't, he don't he, go to Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> See, but they can bring yeah, yeah. Right. so he must be in bad standing now he, he's, he's been brought up on charges we don't know he's about brought up on but he's not allowed to go to um you know black history month oh, or something okay. like that that's i don't what, i don't know that's what See, that is okay. Oh, okay but then and he can't go to the contract negotiation either See, yeah because he don't negotiate our contract right yeah but then right. like okay. i said there um first thing using <laughs> management correspondence to do to, to to do to deal with union issues, I used to tell I usually tell people, put all whatever you writing when it comes to anything doing have to do with this union, do it on a blank piece of paper, adjust it to who you want to go to, and that's how you do it. Don't do it on a G two because just two a month ago, there was an issue with two people fighting on a job and a razor was uh, a box cutter or something was pulled out in the issue. It was put on G2 paper, and when the person called me, I absolutely said, y'all are crazy because y'all could lose your jobs now. 
your unions is incompetent due to the fact that the union should have their own correspondence paper for members to do to internal issues within the union to discipline them. Well, was it any blows or was just the argument? Uh, well, the, the, the issue that sent me to the road, yeah, there was blows sent there. And when we came in and they wanted us to break the fight up, basically... <laughs> Basically, we, we we let the fight bro broke itself up because it took a couple of more blows and it was over with, really. But the fact is, is that they tried to pull me into it and make me out a, a witness to it, and I wasn't going to do that. How long ago this was? Yeah, well, I, I was uh, uh, I was doing hearings in two thousand like two thousand five, two thousand five, two thousand six. You know, <coughs> um, I, I was working at, at one thirty. Um, basically, I did everything, step ones, twos, uh, arbitrations, and so forth, medicals. I, I, I learned everything from, the, from internally, and I also learned that why a lot of the guys don't do the job that they do. A lot of people don't realize when, when cases go to step two that everything is legal at that point. Anybody caught lying, you could be fired, the whole nine. But they don't let the members see that or understand that. You know, you could go out there and question supervision, whoever was involved in it. You could do all of that, but we failed to do that. When, you, when your union walk up to you in the middle of the day and say, here, you got this case here, and, and you just take the case and you go in there and you go through the motions, that's all you're doing. You're going through the motions because you haven't had no chance to really study, get an understanding, sit down with the member, and prepare a defense for the member. You're just serving them up. And considering the fact that you're losing two and three hours of, of, of your pay when you lose the case, yeah. your union really should do more for the members than what they're doing. Yeah. They should have better and train people. Don't just throw nobody out there to the wolves because when you throw somebody, it, it is like throwing you out there to the wolves when they throw you to management. Management know the game. They've been doing this for a long time, and they've been getting away with it. So if you keep serving these cats up there that – you're not telling them read a book. Understand this. This is what you can't do. I got, like that that the, the book on discipline that I gave you. That you asked a union rep, did he ever see one of them? And what's your response would be? Oh, I, I they never seen it. They never. Of no, course they never not. Seen it, no. So and it says in the book, like I told you, it says if you do, if you have anything to do with discipline, and anything, you should have that at least have knowledge of that book. It says right to, right in there, but they don't see. That's why I say a lot of people got was a little uh, 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 sort of turned off about the issue when when you were speaking about education. But the bottom line is this: you have to have some education to 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 be doing any type of hearings or anything, and have a desire to educate yourself. Yeah, and you got you got to have fight also. Yeah, you got to have cause, fight. Cause you, you Backbone, got, yeah. You got uh -huh. some union members, union reps. I mean, that management to throw something at them and they're acceptive of it instead of saying no, no 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 this don't even sound right how can you do this like for, for people to get 30 days they first defense that's crazy yeah um we 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 encountered that because um when i was doing hearings uh, uh we we were pretty successful in stations department at that time but there was an issue where uh we were asking matter of fact the conducted that was involved in an incident of how come they were getting so hit so hard with with discipline and their 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 um management issue were or their explanation for it was 
that uh, they they will be in hell in a higher uh, uh, capacity due to the fact that they dealt with the moving of customers and so forth, the safety of the public. So this was their issue about giving, because I couldn't understand uh, uh, a, a customer, uh, a conductor on first offense getting 30 days. I said, wow, that's like off the chart. That's sort of like uh, uh, contradicts the, uh, the contract where it says your first offense is supposed to be a warning and so forth. I seen cats getting 30 days right off the bat. I said, this is crazy, you know, that, and that's why um, one of the things that made me started to study the way I did was uh, I was sitting there and I, I, I was doing step ones. And, and, and every time this cat turned around and he said a couple of words, he was sticking a paper in front of me talking about sign off on it as a union rep. So I, I said to the guy one day, I said, listen, man, can't everybody be guilty, man? Get, get out of here. You can't. And me and him got into one, uh, one afternoon. And one of the TA lawyers was walking past the room, and he heard what I said, and he, he called me out of the room. And he said, uh, uh, what's the problem? And I said, listen, this is impossible. Can't everybody be guilty? And I'm not signing off on nail one, no more, until, so he said to me, he said, listen, Mr. Staley, all I want you to do, if you go home, you learn the contract, you learn the rules and regulations. You come back in here and give me a good reason why I, I, I don't um, why I shouldn't burn your member. I'll give you anything you want. After he said that, two days later, not only what I, I what was was I starting to turn things around. I started taking my cases for the following day, my calendar that night home set up, read all the charges and was prepared for each and every person that came in there mm -hmm. and said, listen, this is what we're going to do before we walked in there. Yeah. And that's when it all started from there. It, it was it's not as hard as everybody believe it, but the thing is, is that they figure we all don't educate ourselves. Yeah. You know, and what boggles me what discipline is, it's just like the court of law. When you, when you first get charged with something and you go on the trial, they go try to give you something they go try to give you something low so it won't go to trial. And if you go to trial, you blow trial, you go get the highest. Mm -hmm. Here, they start high. It's, it's backwards. They start high. They know the union is not going to do too much fighting. And it's like how you, you start at 30 days. That's the max you could get, 30 days in the final. And then the only thing you can negotiate off is the, is the final warning. That's crazy because the way – and according to the book that you gave me, mm -hmm. the discipline manual, the next step after that is 30 days in the final. Exactly. Progressive discipline. Because mm -hmm. you get 30 days for anything, that's, that's a serious violation, first of all. And that lasts on your record, according to that book, again, you gave me, for five to seven years. Exactly. And how, you, how can you stay out of trouble? For five to seven years. <laughs> and see, that's something that's in transit. In transit, right. Because but but the worst thing about it is when you set precedent. You see, if you if your union been allowing this for years, this is what transit used against you now. Your union been doing this all this time. Okay. Does that it doesn't mean that it's right. It just means we had a bunch of incompetent reps at that time. Now it's this. We're going by this. You just have to have somebody in there that has the guts, the nerve, the backbone that said, listen, that was then, this is now. We're going according to the contract and according to the rules and regulations here.
you know. We're not coming in here with an uneducated team. You know, you bring in people, and as you put your team together, you educate them and let them see. This is what you're entitled to. These are your rights right here, okay? And you get out there, and, 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 and because of the conditions that our union is in right now, it's going to take a real hard job to get the confidence of the members to come back to even come to union meetings. Yeah. So while these cats are sitting on their butt like right now, Right now, I bet you ain't nobody out there on the road that can really help any member if they have a real problem right now. Oh, no. Everything is what, called control or yeah, I don't we, know what no, it is. We're in, in our beds right now. Yeah. We're in our beds. We done made our yeah. money. We done yeah. put, put, played like we did work for the day, and we're in our beds and, and right now. What's crazy about this is that there's a lot of officers. I don't understand why, they, why don't they work in shifts. Like, they, you, 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 this is this what kills me. They put themselves in this position. They wasn't. Cho they was chosen by the people, but you put your name on that ballot to run or whatever you had to do to run. You should accept every responsibility that comes with it, and you should go above that because you know we in a dire state of emergency. The the NYPD they over here talking about they not morally. There's no morale with the job no more. If they feel like that, imagine how transit workers feel. Whoa, yeah, man. you know what I'm saying. And Pat Lynch, he does. A phenomenal job. No matter not how much I may not like him as a civilian, because you know he stands up for the silliest, not the silliest things, but he do what you he, you should do as a union rep. He does. He does. He, exactly. he 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 just do what he needs to do as a union rep. If 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 a cop would have ran over a pedestrian, he would have been there. This cop was 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 innocent. The 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 pedestrian was crossing. Yeah, the light was crossing, but you know. It wasn't bright enough. Maybe she ain't see it. I wonder if it's a vision 2020 or whatever the case is. <laughs> this bus driver had hit this lady, and it's like everybody fell back like dead birds. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But even, Jamel, what you were saying about it's hard to stay out of trouble for five to seven years. Yeah, I was going to say that it's hard to stay out of trouble for five to seven years. And, you know, in transit, because basically a lot of, you know, you don't come to work and look for incidents to happen. You don't come to work and look to get into accidents. But again, this city is densely populated. And basically, you know, you, you know, you can't, sometimes you can't avoid it. So now you got to go in the office. And then when you go in, these people have become so much of a disciplined machine yes, exactly. that when you go into labor relations, I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So when you go into the office, they don't want to hear what you have to say. So it's like, it almost makes you say, what's the sense in having a hearing? If you think I did what I did, what's the sense in having a hearing? So let's, ju let's just go to arbitration. Then after arbitration, if y'all try to fire me, okay, I'm going to come back, go to court, prove whatever's wrong, and that's it. But why should you have to do that when, you pay when we pay union dues? You're paying See, union we're dues. We're paying man. union dues. Those exactly. union dues, those, un those union reps that think this fucking corporate America, they're supposed to get up off their ass and fight these cases, but instead they're in bed with management, they're going to lunch and dinner with management, they're, they're going to Nebraska Steakhouse, eating, <laughs> eating, eating 30 ounce porterhouse steaks, you know, 30 ounce grass-fed steaks. But giving us salad giving us and, salad and 99 cent sodas right. when we finish yeah, shop store class. Right, and quarter waters, yeah. But you know, you said something important, cuz. <laughs> Let me tell you what you said important. I'm being funny though, but I know. What you said important. They act like we come to work to get in trouble. Right. We come to work to feed our families, pay our bills, keep roofs over our head, 
buy a little clothes, take a little vacation. I don't think no transit worker comes to work looking for trouble. Right. Look, you don't come to work on a daily basis. Yeah, I can't wait for somebody to get dragged today. You don't do that. Nah. You don't do. You hope that you close them doors down. Ain't nobody in them doors. Everything is everything is all good when you go in and out of them stops. Basically, basically. Bottom line. Same thing. When I come to work, I pray to God don't nothing malfunction with the with the vehicle I drive, and I hit somebody or hit something or injure myself. Because I don't want that, you know what I'm saying? So nobody comes to work and wants to get into an altercation or wants to get into an accident or an incident. Mm-hmm. But this is how they act, and this is why I despise the discipline system that they have. And I despise the labor relations department. I would like to know when did discipline become so rampant? Well, let me just say this. Um, I can understand the disciplinary labor relations, the operations of the labor relations department. I can understand that. See, but it's the people that you have representing you that has to sharpen their game up. You see, if you look over, uh, took an overall look at the workforce, there are still people down here that, uh, that are here that when you didn't even need a high school diploma. So understand this. If they don't educate, they, everybody barking to work in the union. I want to do that. I want, but they're not reading. They don't realize what it actually takes to represent somebody. So management already knows when they you know, when, when you start picking among your people that that end up in there what are their capabilities already? They're going to get their lazy behind in there and probably just sit around and don't educate themselves and they don't present a mental challenge. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Uh-huh. They don't present a mental challenge to to labor relations or to management for that matter. Mm-hmm. See, because when they see you know you have options, when they say no. And you said, well, I'm entitled to it because of such and such a rule or whatever or by contract or whatever. And they see that and, you, and, and, and the bucks don't, don't stop here with you, that you will take it higher and go forward with it. That's when they'll change their attitude. But when you sit there and you are allowed to, to, to sit there and negotiate with them on the fate of a member, they already know you're weak. Right. And you want to know something, Staley? You're absolutely right about that. Because I know of a lot of cases where these guys basically get scared, right? Yeah, some exactly. of them could, some of them could actually have, they could have management by the cojones. Yes, but yes. they, but but management, will, but man, a manager will come around and be like, all right, well, listen, you know, you got over on me on this one, but guess what? You got to come at me again. So you you already know one of your members are gonna fuck up real bad, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be begging me to get them off. See. So guess what? So that see, so that's what happens. These these reps, they they you know like they save their aces and they play that card when somebody is looking to get fired or looking down the barrel of the gun to get fired. Okay, but meanwhile they don't mind selling out everybody else that have minor infractions and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, so it goes, stuff goes on their record. But basically, they bitch up. Yeah. <laughs> they bitch up. So basically, I mean, I don't care who he is. They bitch up. Yeah. Now, you know? the thing, see, the thing with labor relations, us as employees, we shouldn't hear labor relations and cringe up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Labor relations is actually the relationship between the employee, the union member, and management, basically. It's the relationship. It shouldn't be, um, you know, a negative thing. As far as mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a negative thing, as far as um oh labor relations oh man I'm in trouble, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you have to make that relationship better. Labor relations rule through fear. They put fear in us. 
we gonna make an example out of your friend he go get 30 days so you mess up you already know what you go get mm-hmm. now this dude working 70 30 you know what i'm saying how you get fined at a job that you work how you pay a fine I can't that's, that's that's crazy it's ludicrous exactly you pay a fine we're not even the best paid out of all these city employees mm-hmm. once again yeah we we way behind way behind yeah but you how can you find your members but you don't find um the customers when they hold doors you right. don't find the only time only thing they worry about is that fair box you find the police by the fair box only Police ride the train. They do these the, the, the fake. They call it train order maintenance sweeps. Oh, let me just get your let me just get your um your name, your name and your pass. Come on, people hold the doors all day long, slowing up service. That's a delay, because when somebody hit a signal, they get hit for hitting the signal and how much of a delay it is. That all goes on there. Um. What they discipline it all it all determines what they discipline is really how so, much of a delay you cause so if you hit a signal now naturally a train operator has to go down to the roadbed and investigate right? so if it took five ten minutes that's gonna be in his den so they'll try to say okay five to ten days in the street no it'll be 30 for that oh, oh matter of fact matter of fact you're right it'll be like a day it'll it be a day a minute a day a minute a day a minute that's what, fucking what? ridiculous <laughs> That's absolutely absurd, man. Yeah, a, a and, day and, a minute. and the funny thing is, like, about a week ago, I was on a train, uh, on an A train uh, southbound going towards Queens, uh, and uh, the uh, operator uh, tripped the train twice. When it first tripped the train, uh, we sat there. I said, okay, we're going to be sitting there for a minute because you got to do a walk around, right? So I'm, I'm sitting there killing time. And then uh, she got back in, started the train up, and she went about a good 25, 30 feet, and it broke down and went down and went out again. Went back in the BIE. I said, "Oh my God, she's in trouble. She's in trouble." Where, when we, when we get to the next terminal, they're gonna be waiting for. Her. And the next stop was Euclid Avenue. They would right, right, took her right off and took the train out of service. And um, she was sitting there looking like she. Like like a deer in headlights, man. But that, like, that look on that, that, that don't sound like it was her fault though. That sound like the um, it, it was a signal problem. Cause if it keep tripping every car, it, it yeah. Well, she went like I said. And she, after we we um we sat there for about a good fifteen minutes, and she got back in the, uh, in the train, and uh, and she pulled off, and it only went maybe about a good like I said 25, 30 feet, and it tripped again. And I said, oh man. Well, I've seen one of those signals go haywire, you know, of firsthand. From I remember riding the train home from work one night, and the signal was just the arm was just going up and down, and the and the and the, the, and the indications, yeah, the automatic. It was automatic. It was, automatic. Yeah. It was garbage, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, but you know, transit put more faith in those signals than they do the actual human. And the human being, I understand yeah. that yeah. too. That's why they put recorders on the signals because they don't believe um the human you know what i'm saying right so that's what i mean but say how do you you know how to again how does the union again it goes back to the story i read in the union newspaper about quill the way he said no i'm fighting this i don't want if you t- if you take a crew off the train be striking simple as that and everybody's going to get in everybody's going to strike mm. but so what i'm saying is again when you have things like you, you, you know, when you have a union that doesn't stand up and fight, they say, listen, why do, how do you believe a machine or a mechanism over a human? Mm-hmm. Again, 
as a human being, you want to get through your day. What do I have to lie to you for? Exactly. I'm a grown ass man. Why do I have to, you know, because I believe if you have to lie all the time, this is my personal belief about people. People who lie all the time are weak people. Yeah, because you because to. because you always have to run away from and you have to run and shy away from the truth all the time when you feel somebody's asking you. But <laughs> Remind no. me of those guys in MTA Winter Circle. <laughs> <laughs> but but when you face the truth head on in life, it's like okay, so, you know that's what makes you somewhat of that's what makes you a strong person, you know. So that's what I mean by say it, it, it's it's just outrageous what we go through in transit. And the union just through, through the years allow allow all these things to go on. And like I said, I don't care what anybody say. It's been the worst under this administration the last six years. But you want to know what? See, the thing is management know who works for them. Management got everybody application. They know everybody educational level. Yeah. They know the, the makeup of this company. The union may not know. They may not have that information. But management know. There's a direct correlation between the way we get discipline and the education down here. Well, trust me. Right. Well, management knows first first and then the union picks it up later because, again, when it comes to the election time, they know they see what the demographic of the members is. Membership is they see what the majority is. They see. So they're not. You know, one thing I'll say is that's something they're going to pay attention to. So basically. They know what the members want and they know, okay. The members want this. Uh, please, the members don't come out and vote. Yeah, please, the members don't go out and go to union meetings. Yeah, the me- you know, because again, for you to agree to buying two and a half floors, when you have a 40,000 members, when you have a, mem- a union with 40 something thousand members, what? I mean, I mean, if, I mean if there was an emergency. You can't emer- even fit 100 up Exactly, in you can't, can't even fit 100 you because can't. of the fire laws. Yeah. So if you had a mass membership meeting, emergency meeting, where the fuck would you put all these people? First of all, we should have had a building. On court we, we, right, right. We'll be on court. out the window. Exactly. You know what's crazy? More people could fit in the studio, the floor of the studio, <laughs> than the union hall. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and what's crazy, like, even the way the union moving, with, with, even when they did the Verizon thing, oh. how, how, how you didn't send out a mass email asking the rank and file of the membership to come and support the the, the um, union, or that mass stupid phone call that they they get from that from that nine one seven number, see, and then Samuelson and then Samuelson's voice comes on on that on there. Yeah. I forgot what they sent it out for. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to do did y'all that, get that call see, too? because huh? did y'all get that call? Nah, too? I wish I would have recorded it. That would have been a new <laughs> intro of the show. <laughs> see, they don't want the members to feel like they're a oh, part man. of something. Right. See, they want the members to stay the the to, to stay away as they will. See, because long as you don't participate, I tell people all the time, long as you don't come to union meetings, you don't know what's going on. They could do all the stealing that they want. They could, you know, you don't find about changes in rules and regulations to this happen. You're going to say, oh, when that's it, well, your union agreed to that such and such and such a time. See, that's when they can do their thing. They like this union the way it is, those that are in there. See, because if they really cared about the members, they would have people out here day and night talking and convincing and getting the trust of the members back to get them to come back to the union. 
They don't want to do that. No. These cats go do, could run and do their nine to five and run and, and, and just go on home without a thought about what's going nine on. Nine to five? You being yeah. very generous. Well, whatever. You being yeah. very generous. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe nine to one or yeah. something. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and they, they don't care. And the member that's out here at night that get caught up, let me tell you the, the one thing that I used to do. Um, one of the um, officers that was in there at the time I was in there, she said to me, um, I, I used to come in all, uh, um, when I got in. The first day I used to come in, pull up my jacket, I would click the button on my answer machine, and I would listen to every single call I got. And I would answer every single call before I even started my calendar. And she said to me one day, she said, you do that every morning? I said, yeah. She says, wow. You know, like, wow. And I, then I turned around and I told her, I said, hey, listen, I know how it feel because my first 19 years on this job, I worked nights. Not 19, maybe uh, 17, yeah, 19 years. 19 years, my first 19, oh, all night jobs. Stayed on, on, on night, 10 to 6. And uh, a few times I got in, I got into stuff on, out, out on the road and I called for a union rep. I ain't get nobody. You get an answer machine, nobody. And then you don't even get a call back. What I used to do is call everybody, say whatever I had to say, discuss whatever I need to, and then I was going to do my calendar. And that's what you call running a union like a business. Everybody coming in thinking this is a ski resort or something, and we coming in and we talking about, oh, something that ain't relevant. That's the garbage that they talk about. Then they sit around and probably talk about members and some of the ridiculous cases they might have, and that they really didn't put forth any effort in saving the members. That's the kind of garbage you're talking about. Our union is not run ran professionally. Samuelson comes in, from my understanding, he comes in in the afternoon. Come on. Most businessmen, real sharp businessmen that's on their grind, that by the afternoon, their best part of their day is done for them. Mm -hmm. Their best day, now they on the downside of the day. And they'll take whatever here and there, relevant issues here and there. But your, 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 your hardest work is from nine to lunch. Nine to one for any real, real businessman. And you're talking about coming in 1 or 2 o'clock, and then you got your, your croonies coming in 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And this is off the member's dime. And management is only treating the members the way they are because they're saying your union is treating you that way exactly. too. Exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. and, and, and that's why I don't, I'm not mad at the MTA because the union is supposed to be like our big brother, our protector. Yeah. If your yeah. big brother not protecting you, how can we feel sorry for you? Right. You know Look what and this brother right here is going through. Yeah, this man. is childish as hell, man. And I, I'm a little mad about that because these is grown, so-called grown men. These are little boys looking like grown men. I'm gonna the tell image you this. Of grown men. I'm gonna be mad at Sylvester if this is not true. Yeah, I'm gonna be tight too. <laughs> because I'm gonna be mad at you, I, Sylvester. I if, this not true. I, if, the, if, if if they say that, if they made that up, and you felt for that, they go pay for. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. I'm, I'm a, they, they go, it. they go pay I for that. You. I swear, I hope they go pay for that. Yeah, yeah, we get we because they don't deserve to be there if they could play a dirty, dirty trick like that on a person and not care now, about their family, right, their yeah. livelihood, or something. They deserve whatever they get. Especially when the IME been, you know, been cleared you to come back to work because you know if people don't know 
once that IME clears you to come back to work, you're on the clock instantly. You go back to medical. And you know how much you money? Cleared. You know how much money they probably have to pay you back. Exactly. exactly. Pay you back. Exactly. exactly. My, but not only that, you gonna have to. You have to pay us. You gonna have to cut us. That's 10, 10, 10 percent. Oh, yeah, that's thirty percent going around the board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got to get a finder's fee. <laughs> Find oh yeah, sound familiar? <laughs> we got to. We got to get a finder's fee, finder's right? Fee, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but also, Maybe I give him a lawyer that I know and yeah. get a cut of the. Maybe the lawyer cut me. Oh, maybe the lawyer cut you? Maybe the, maybe the lawyer cut me. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then but, we can go to Nebraska Steakhouse. But you also got to be conscious of the fact yeah. that the union may also be held accountable too. No, they should be held accountable first. Because he is an employee of the union. And just like Transit says, like when we do anything, people sue Transit because Transit is responsible for the actions of their employees. This is no different for a union. You're a union rep. You fail to to uh, to represent anybody properly. Properly. And, and, and yeah, there. If you go to Perb, man, you go to Perb. There's charges that you could bring towards you. Well, union. you know what's gonna happen. They go say that they didn't put it up. We well, they could say whatever they want. They they they. He's the um he's the um the uh, depot chairman. Willie Rivera is actually the division chair, right? The division, division chair. chair. So, division uh, chair. Is he in the depot? No, he's well. He's well. I who's mean, in charge? Who's in okay, charge? Well, that's in the depot. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where the division? Where's the division at in Brooklyn? Is it Grand Avenue, East New York? Um. Well, I only know Willie Rivera to come out of, of the hall. I came out of Grand Avenue. He wasn't there. No, but what I'm saying is because each division, like Manhattan Division. Quill Depot is, a div is where the division office is at. So that's where Donald Yates' office is at. In the Bronx, it's up at West Farms. That's where, uh, no, 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 excuse me, I'm sorry. It's up at Gun Hill now. That's where Marshall's, that's where Marshall's no office is at. I think he should bring charges and so, present it to the union. Exactly. So you have Willie to, Rivera. Against Willie Rivera. ASAP. ASAP. As soon as you can get him. Talking to the mic, bro. Yeah, as soon as you could get it written up, he should present charges to the union against him and let the union act on it and if they act improperly on it and he does it and they try to gloss it over because you know you got you know you got your little you know uh, um, butt kisses up in there you know that don't want to sign on to nothing because they figure that oh fat boy not may not be happy about this or whatever but your next step outside of the union uh, uh, structure is to go to PERB. Well, I, th th I think charge. as far as like with Willie Rivera is concerned, I think that with him openly admitting that he ran down on Stephen Thomas, you know, trying to intimidate him, uh, uh, you know, for whatever reason, him trying to, you know, he, he calling me a tranny and him doing whatever he did to you. I think that's more than enough exactly. to send to send him back to his tools. Exactly, it is. It is. You know what I'm saying? And, and, Without a doubt. And technically, I have my own coworkers because of him. That's big. That's that's a huge issue yeah. because that's stress. Like, they, they, let me tell you something. Nick Bedell said the union is in the black. You mess around and sue, the union go be in the purple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I mean. They they created a hostile work environment for you. You see, and and I see, and and mind you, I'm not saying to create a a a a a, a, a movement where everybody is, is is going after the union, but let people start seeing and holding people accountable because when people start seeing that you smarting smarting yourselves up, 
you, 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 you're not letting yourselves get pushed over anymore. A lot of people are stepping in and, and will help, help people with certain situations. Certain outside entities, like I said, they see the, 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 the distance between the uh, members and, and, and they're not being interested in this union at all. Matter of fact, recently, uh, about a week ago, um, I ran into a, a friend of mine and he said he ran into some new um, station agents uh, down lower Manhattan on the night shift and they were saying they were being told don't have anything to do with the union. Yeah. What? They were brand new station and they were being told not to have anything to do with this union. Nothing to wow. do with it. Wow. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, the, it's the perception that people are seeing and getting of how this union and what is being done. The reputation of this union, it's as low as it can, as it can get. They, to, to me, this is my opinion, the whole hall has to be cleaned out, top to bottom, to get rid of a mentality that's been lying in there for years of not doing nothing for the members, not protecting the members. You got union lawyers that basically don't do nothing for the members. You got, they're not there just for, but just because of hearings. When I came here, the union were there for issues like if you were uh, 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 purchasing real estate, they were there, you, got, you could get a union lawyer to participate in, in, in a closing of houses, uh, divorces. Issues, they, 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 their lawyers were there for uh, other, uh, other things other than just discipline for the members. But over the years, it's just that because of the non-participation and the lack of knowledge and the, the fact that the union don't put out no monthly issue to the members, just talk to the members. Let them see that the union is there. Make them feel like, you know, if I pick up the phone and call them, I'll get, you know, I'll get some help, you know. Um, and, and, and that just, just basically watered down the union. The well, union yeah. is not strong. Yeah, you know, it all goes back to one of, the, one of the things that I think it is. I mean, it's that way all across the country where unions are not as strong, okay. But, you know, one thing I think it is is, See, the MTA, it all goes back to social engineering to where the, the MTA, they know what they hired over the last 20-something years ever since the old Tier 1, Tier 2 generation left out of here because that's the generation that got the respect, okay? They, you know, when they left the job, they took, they took the, they really took this job with them on yeah, the real. they did. They, they did. did because, yeah. this, you know, again, you know, but my daddy, remember my father told, told me that they were strict back in the day, but nothing, it does not compare to what it is today. Because you didn't have all the, in buses, you didn't have all these titles of managers running around here, tripping over each other. You had one location chief, and then all the rest of them were just senior dispatchers that did all this work and did all the things that you see now that superintendents do. So basically, that's what I mean when I say, but through the years, the union dropping the ball and allowing, man, you know, in order to get what they want, just dropping the ball, allowing all these things to be added on to come into being. To where, again, you shouldn't be stressed. None of us should be stressed out the way we're stressed out by management. And then, again, you have to remember that people operate things here. In these operational titles, and even and even in the and you, even in the shops of the bonds, you operate machinery. So what are you doing 
um, stressing people out or having fun stressing people out. Crack of the whip. Like, what are you doing? No, we see. This is this is just my analogy. If I'm stressed, you stress too. Trust me on that. You gonna be stressed too. Mm-hmm. We both ain't. We just both ain't gonna be happy because I'm not gonna be the only one not getting no sleep. You see, <laughs> uh, this, <laughs> this is how <laughs> this is how I sincerely feel about it. There was a situation where, end of the day, this um, one of the guys came up to me and gave me a case of a. Uh, uh, a member had doctor sick, sick lines, phony sick lines, right? So I looked at it, and it was 4 o'clock, and uh, um, they, they had a representative called Finnegan. He was on the other side. I looked at the case, and I called the member outside. We started talking. While we talking, I'm looking at it, and I saw it was one day over the limit. It only got a year. It was at one day over that year. So I said, oh, man, we ain't got to worry about this. This, this is a done deal. Let me just run on here and let this guy sign up. So I, I came in, I handed it to, to Finnegan, and I said, we can't do these cases. I'm timing. He looked at it, and he still throws the case back across the de- desk to me. And he said, that's bullshit, just like that. That's bullshit. We're going forward. I said, what? I said, and he, let me tell you something. This piece of garbage on he, 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 he might as well just went on and had said the word and went on and called me a nigga. But we going forward. So I said, oh, yeah? That's when I got mad. I took the paper and I went straight to his boss at the time, walked right in his boss office and, and pointed and looked. He said, Daisha, that guy in there is trying to make this case go forward. He said, okay, let me take care of it. The bad thing about that, though, is his boss was black, right? And after that incident, do you know, he was removed from his position, moved somewhere else. He kept his job, moved somewhere, and somebody else put it in his place. But my point is this. I don't care who you put there. If it ain't happening, it ain't going to happen. You ain't going to make I don't care who you put it there. If we need to take it outside, if y'all not going to do it right here eternally, guess what? There's a host of folks on our outside that will. Yeah. And remember, you're a professional. Y'all don't get step one, step two, step, step three. They'll come in tomorrow morning and say, they'll come in tomorrow morning and say, uh, Joe, uh, so-and-so is going to have your job. Just to back up your shit and you, you out of here, okay? So most people is going to address it. They're not going to sit back and ever take a chance and somebody question them, well, when it came across your desk, why didn't you? respond to it and said something then. Why did it have to reach all the way up to the point that it's reached? We all went to, you know? So that's what you need to do. If you call yourself representing anybody, you, you, you exhaust all your options. You don't act like just, what I'm paying you $90,000 if you're gonna walk into somebody's office and they tell you no and you turn around and you come back to me and say, they said no. <laughs> they could have told me no. And why in the hell I'm paying you $90,000 a year as a union rep? Bottom line is, your job is to find out what's the next option. They don't do that. You stop right there when they say no, they go back there and they laugh at you. Yo, I got him. He went for it. Well, we got them, and they keep it moving. You, 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 you become the, the office uh, joke of the day. Now, let me, we got him. Let me let me switch gears a little bit. What do y'all think about Verizon, the Verizon deal, the tentative deal so far? 
Well, it's a it's a five year deal, right? Or is it or is it eight year deal? It's a five year deal. No, no, it's a five year deal, right? Yeah, but for ten ten something percent. Five years, ten percent. Yeah, something that's, like that's, that. That's two percent a two. year. They ain't getting no zeros like us. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't in no position to scrutinize yeah. somebody else's no, contract. No. <laughs> no, but ten percent, even even for me, and thinking of in this era, in this day and time, in society, the way prices and everything is going through the roof. As a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's four years. It's four years. Four year proposed agreement provides ten point nine percent in raises, twelve hundred fifty dollars signing bonus. In the Mid Atlantic and a thousand signing bowling plus a two hundred and fifty dollar healthcare reimbursement account in the Northeast, twenty eight hundred minimum in profit sharing, pension increases, and the first contract for Verizon Wireless retail stores, employees in Brooklyn and Everett, Maine. That's that's that's, that's big. That's, Ten point something yeah. percent for four years. For four years. For four years. Okay, that's more that, that's more like almost like three. They ain't getting no right. zeros. That's all I know. They're not getting no <laughs> zeros. They got that increase in the pension and everything. So basically, that's big. That's and, right. But you know what? Um, what your boy said. Who? Markeefa Wolford, aka Stephen Chan. Oh yeah, what did he say? Oh, that wasn't a good deal. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? So basically, let's see your boy. Let's see your boy Samuelson get, a, get yeah. us a great. I'm deal. waiting for Stephen Chan to pop out again. I told him what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to pop out again. You know what I mean? I hate to fully expose this guy. But Stephen Chan Yo, pop you, out and play, it's going to be a show. You you done did enough, man, because some people done went on that page and took a look at it, man. And, and, and it's been the talk, at least yesterday and today. For me, I've been running to people talking about it. And uh, I they they had a good laugh about it. I mean, it, people people already knew. It seemed like I just been out the loop. Well, Markeith Wolford, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm new, so I don't know what's going on. But obviously, I've been out the loop. Yeah. Because you know, it was mighty funny that, um, Virginia Sanders. Um, Virginia Sanders was like, um, you know, I deleted him from my my um my station site. And then next thing, I'm, he because he was cursing me out, being disrespectful. First of all, why are you being cursing a, a woman out and being disrespectful to a woman? You know what I mean? That that tells me a lot about you. Second of all, Marquise Wilford got deleted, which is him, and then Stephen Chan pops up. You know what I'm saying? Now he he thinking that that's the that's where I where the fingers started pointing at him from. Honestly, she told me about that uh, like a day, two days after. The, the article was up, but come on, man. You a grown-ass man. Why are you on a fake profile attacking members? Protecting, like my boy Sylvester say, what's the word? The clansmanship. The clansmanship. And the crazy thing is, <laughs> the crazy thing is, you know, like I said, you know, you know, when he first. <clears throat> oh, man. Whenever when he, I see him post that, man, I just start laughing. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> and the crazy thing is when Marquis Wolford, a.k.a. Stephen Chan, post that picture of me and you saying that I'm Carl Winslow <laughs> and you're Steve Urkel. Yo, yo, now, I, I laughed at first. I laughed at first. I said, wow. Yo, I'm, but, I'm saying to myself, yo, dog. 
everything that we posted on here, and that's your only reply to everything. But you know what? This is what Stephen Chan got to understand. He got to understand the, the 33 strategies of war. It ain't about who strike first. It's about who strike the hardest. So keep playing this game because I, this is the kind of game that I, I like to play. Don't hit me 3 o'clock in the morning asking me to call you, and I'm telling you just to keep the conversation on record. Email me. What are you doing? You, you're not smarter than me, guy. No, yep. I mean, I went on Netstat and found out your, your, your IP address. Just, mm -hmm. by the, just by the messages that you post, I found out. Everything pops up. The same IG, the, the, the same one that, you, that came up under the Wolford. No, I mean, do your research. I'm, I'm not, no, I'm an educated guy, man. My, my GPA is a 3.9 and I'm happy. Somebody tell Willie Rivera that tomorrow. He does, he, he happy that, you know, he, 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 this education. Yeah, I earned it. I'm earning my education. Nobody giving it to me. See how you getting your union salary for free? No, I mean, and matter of fact, matter of fact, I got to touch that. Do anybody got any information that Willie Rivera pay back that $4,500 that he owed in union? For trying, to, for trying to steal vacation days. I don't know. Hey, and hey, by his but, response, I don't think that he paid it back. Well, he, uh, from what I, I saw he, uh, that I was posted was um, uh, uh, so uh, something about I, I, I got it, so what, and I ain't paying it back or something. He, something, said, something, he said something, something to that, right? To that effect. So yeah, he didn't I, pay it back. Last I, I, Unbelievable. I How can we find out that he paid? But let paid. me just say this. That, that guy, let's get back to Stephen Chan for a minute. <laughs> I remember this cat when I first created my page, Sensations United, and before I split it up to... Uh, two other pages due to the fact that, you know, I wanted to clean his vo voice, their issues, you know, and, 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 and separate everybody so so they couldn't be piling up issues. You know, this would be cleaners, this would be station agent, and and that's, that's the, you know, and we deal with it in that manner. I had station agents that are with me, and they, and they could deal with that, and I deal with the cleaners issues and so forth. But when I first created the page, Station United, this guy, Stephen Chan, was coming on there, and he was questioning shit. And I was getting him. <laughs> you know, I was getting him for a minute. And then, of course, he faded away after a while because he saw it like, you know, you ain't, you ain't shaking nothing here. You know, I, I, I know my shit. I'm not just talking, you know, because like I tell anybody and everybody, I could tell you where that, where you can see it for yourself so you can have your own footing and your own strength. You know, you just can't walk through the system and say, well, I, uh, this is this and that. And they say, well, where you saw that at? Well, Staley tell me. No, it's not, that's not how you get your strength. Because even then, even if it's something that's true, they'll still turn around and disrespect you because they figure you let somebody else tell you something and you haven't read it for yourself. So that's why I usually tell people where to look it up at and, 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 to, and know that it exists now what is his job what is what he's, a, he's a regular his job is regularly as, as a station agent he said oh so that oh so it, it makes sense of um he being a booth at broadway junction <laughs> 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 that's where he be yeah. hanging out at sometimes yeah, yeah and uh, stephen chan Stephen aka chan. Mark, markeith wolford oh really yeah he be in a booth at broadway junction sometime you know just chilling yeah, yeah wow, okay know. well hey no, I don't think he belong in the booth. No, he don't belong. Not in the not, booth. not 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 while he um, not while he uh, he ain't working. He ain't he ain't he ain't to his tools. I mean, he is to his tools, right? Well, he, well he's the e board, so well, yeah. On, he on the e board, yeah. but uh, I don't think uh, I think he's uh TA released to the union though. So he um basically you know 
uh, 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 float around or do whatever. Well, I don't know whatever they do. They they do, but you know they release to do whatever they do. Uh, well, maybe. maybe he's riding with one of the VPs in their uh, in their cars in their union cars because yeah. basically it's you have the you have the top four officers that have cars. And you have all the VPs that have cars. Yeah. And you have you basically you have all these people that have cars, gas cards, and the whole nine yards. And I'm saying to myself, why? Where are they flying to? I mean, he 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 he's connected, man. You know, you know the, the guy. You know, he had a baby by. I ain't gonna say her name, but you know, she worked with in, in the doctor's office. You know, so it's, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a lot of things that we know about this guy. And and you know it's wow. when Stephen Chan pops back oh, up, man. it's gonna be very it's gonna be a, a beautiful show. It's gonna be a beautiful show. I, I need Stephen. I need some excitement in my life. Yeah. And the only thing I kept asking him was like, "Look, I don't mind if you post on, under Stephen Chan, but just let that account die and post up under your real your real self, because Stephen Chan pops up, I'm gonna pop out." First of all, it's an ugly Chan. face. Whoever the hell that is. And I can't stand <laughs> but looking you, but, at it. And w- w- the reason I lined up the pictures the way it was is because these guys psychologically, you know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and I'm speaking, I just got an A in my psychology class this semester, so, and we learned about this. That's who he see himself as when he, when he create this character. This is who he visually see himself as. Just like how um, I, I call it the, the Wizard of Oz. When when the the big the whiz was just some little person, it wasn't no no big person. Mm-hmm. This is this is how he see himself. And even if you look at their hats, they got similar hats. That's not no coincidence, because that's who he see himself. As some that person who he see in that picture is that he, it's somebody that he fears. That if he see them on the street, he would fear them. A a black mean looking male. You know what I'm saying? That look like he don't take no no BS. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. This is this is what these guys do, Sylvester. Heavy. Yeah, you know, that's this is and then what's bad is that you got folks of color protecting the oh no, let me say this. You have minorities, because Willie Rivera, no matter what kind of Italian he or, or Greek or Irish he think he is, he's Spanish. They protect the, the clansmanship harder than the people who you think will be protecting the clansmanship. Believe well, was a personal was a personal friend of mine. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I never seen this. You know, he, he was showing us union working and stuff and um you know, going to rallies and stuff. But that one day when I asked to write up this dispatcher, all I threw out the window. Cause he probably was friends with the dispatcher. But you know, that's the function. If I come into you to write them up, friendship has nothing to do with it. Do your job. But they don't know how to do it. You know what? Let me tell you something. Maybe that is his job. You ever thought about that? Maybe his job is to, to, to side with management supervision and not, and, not, and not the workers. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. And, and you know what? I believe your story because this guy said I'm under investigation. Why would you put my business out on the forefront? And I'm not on no type of investigation. The decision's right there. Huh? The decision's right there. And what, what did the, what, you looked at that, Jamal? Don't read the names, but. Just tell us in short what the decision is, because we're running off on time. Disabilities, yeah. point blank, done by my manager, my, my, my supervisor. I should have been left alone. But that, you put that, me over that's 30 stress times, and harassment then. Back to the same line then. 
can't you can't keep putting me back in the same environment. Yeah. What well, nothing ever happened on the bus. And the worst part about that is, uh, in my craft, I don't have the problem. This is before I go out. Now, if I do report it myself, let me take care of myself. Not you come up, you know, these claims and, and keep taking me off the bus. So what are you receiving now to support yourself as far as, I'm, like? I'm getting a little, you know, a little something, and, but the diff- no differential pay. Um, but I you receive got a that com- about a year ago. But you're receiving compensation. Yeah, yeah. Question. And then, 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 now, look, you know what's so crazy about this? I'm surprised you ain't getting no lawyer. The summary of the findings say the decision. The claimant, Sylvester E. Brown, had a work-related injury of adjustment disorder with anxiety. Claimant is directed to produce medical evidence for all periods claimed. No, fur- no further action is planned by the board at this time. Now, this was this what they not this is what they not would tell you. They ain't gonna tell you that you could sue, because that's not their job. But you walk these papers into any any law firm, any law firm, I guarantee you. You will be a rich man. You, I, I don't know what's going on. Like you really need to handle. That's big because they can't. You can't put no um, monetary amount on that. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You can't put no um, amount on that. I wish we could post these on the um, on the site so people could see actually what's going on. Let me see. The question then is whether the stress encountered by the claimant was greater than than that experienced by other similar, similarly situated workers. It don't matter. This is that subjective language right there. It's all about you. If you was to go to an independent doctor and they rate you, and they say you know it's astronomical, whatever the case is, you have a very big lawsuit. Very, very big lawsuit, and and everybody should get named. You know what I'm saying? Because Willie Rivera actually added on to the stress, continuing stress, because you believed it. Mm-hmm. Tell you the cheapest lawyer, unemployment lawyer that I found was four hundred and something dollars. Let me tell you something. Somebody will take that case pro bono. Exactly. <laughs> they would take that case pro bono. Members, I need your help. Not financially. Point me in the right direction. Yeah, we are, uh, we are looking to that, but um, Staley will handle that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you get Staley a job. Like I said, we're, listen, you're in the, you know, you're in the hands of progressive action. Listen, yeah. you, okay. you, you, maybe man. no finest fee, but um, lunch. I got you. <laughs> nah, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna treat us like Samuelson. <laughs> we want to get paid, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now you know it's it's time for us to get up out of here now. So uh, let's sum this up. Um, what you want to say, Miss Mr. Brown? What you want to leave the people with? Speaking to the mic, please. I need oh. you to. Pre- Project yourself. You could, you could, you could, you could, you could, you could, I would like to say y'all are in a bad situation, but I'm still there. I don't like the situation, other people coming in five years, well, maybe nine years for top pay. That's, that's, that makes no sense. Um, it's not sloppy writing. You never, I believe they never seen the contract. That was handed to them. It's even down to this, this um, at the first time when they presented the, the, the health part of it, health deduction, it wasn't put at 40-hour work week. It was just put um, at 2% um, contribute. But it didn't say 40 weeks or the, the scheduled week, nothing. 
Then all of a sudden that changed. Servicing, get out of there, man. Give it, give it, give everybody a break. Go part time, park cars. I don't care. I mean, come on, man. It's bad. Oh wow. You know, uh, I contacted him personally and put it up there, and you're gonna send me that. Uh, Gobilox, Andrew Gobilox, whatever his name is. Oh, Jaboyo. Oh, man. That, that's how he's it's pronounced. Go, he's Gobilox. Gobilox. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. He was standing there looking at me in front of um, BBQ. Now, that's another thing. I'm sneaking into BBQs because, remember, I'm supposed to be 180 Livingston Street. Man, listen, man. They, you know what? Willie Rivera took full advantage of you. Or your personality, the kind of person you are. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You may Definitely not express did. you may not express yourself. Just like that said, you may be all over the place, but you ain't no fool. Listen, I was not like this. They created this they I'm created like this. this now. All right, we, we talk about this is serious right here. We let's go we go leave that right there. We yeah. we go we go talk behind the scenes on that. What you like to say, Mr. Staley? Hey, I would like to say to the members. We need to change this, and I say we because we all in this here. This situation we got with what we got a so-called uh, representation, we have to do something to change that, to improve that. If you want something better, you got to put forth a little effort to change uh, what, what, what you're dealing with, uh, your representation, uh, the issues on your job, your work environment. So all I'm saying is uh, start thinking, start focusing on on what it could be and try to make that happen. Yeah. Let me ask you one more question, Sylvester, before before we leave. Put pull the mic down. Yeah. And, and a yes or no. Do they know, do Willie and them know the results? Do they have they seen this paperwork? Yes. I, I sent it. I emailed it. You remember services. Alright, alright. Just want to make sure. Alright, what you want to say, cuz? Well, I just want to leave the members with this thought of uh, you know, after hearing Sylvester Sylvester Brown's situation. Um, there are many more other Sylvester Browns out there who um, maybe not the same exact thing that happens to him, that have happened to him, but I've heard of, um, you know, the managers stressing people out so much the way they've had brain aneurysms. I've heard of um, management, uh, you know, managers stressing people out the way they've had, you know, accidents and stuff like that. You know, so basically, you know, again, it's, I don't know what the transit, what transit teaches these these managers and what transit teaches their people to cut corners to basically um you know with the overzealous discipline and um you know basically i just don't see a lot of these people wouldn't be able to cut it out here in corporate in the corporate world in corporate america because of a lot of the dumb stuff that they do and when I hear about it on a day-to-day basis, I just say to I just shake my head and say to myself, you people are delinquents, and you're lucky that you have a job and be here. I mean, you talk about somebody getting knocked down to a cleaner or somebody getting knocked down to, or, or somebody getting disciplined, and then you say, be lucky you have a job or be lucky. You all need to be lucky because would you be able to survive out there outside of transit? No. A lot of the crazy things you do. So my thing is this, right? All the members need to get involved, okay? Uh, all the members need to get involved and know what's really going on. I can't keep saying this enough. Um, my personal pet peeve is this discipline process and this discipline system, okay? Because when we go in there, you go in there, you know, even if something gets knocked down, it's knocked down to a reinstruction. 
So basically, okay, you're not, you're not leaving out of there with a gash on your arm, but you're leaving out of the office with a paper cut, okay? So my thing is, you know, let's be careful out there, but let's become aware because this is our dues money, okay? Our dues money pays these people. Our dues money basically keeps everything afloat. We basically, think about this. We pay the mortgage at, one, we pay the mortgage at 195 Montague Street. Think about those two and a half floors. That's what I want everybody to marinate in people's minds. Okay? That's all I have to say for now. All right. That was today's show. We out of here. Um, Follow the website, progressiveaction.info. Twitter, Progressive Act. Instagram, Progressive Action. If you want to be a guest on the show or know someone who want to be a guest on the show, email us at progressiveaction100 at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Peace.